It's another episode of Best, Best Friends. Best Friends. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Sashir. How are you? You know, that's mm-hmm. a very hard question to answer. Sure. Uh, feeling a lot. How are mm-hmm. you? How are you doing? Um, also feeling a lot. It feels like a black person's getting murdered every day. Uh, lynching's back, baby. 2020 lynching. Who thought you know, that it, was going to make a comeback? <laughs> it just, it was like 20 years. Every 20 years, something just comes back around. So it's yeah. like, this is lynching's heyday. We got five people lynched since the George Floyd murder, as uh-huh. far as we know. Yes. Uh, um, and it's crazy. It it's really feels wild. cuckoo bananas because, um, especially the man who was shot at that Wendy's. Um, oh, yeah. His name escapes me right now. Ugh, let me look it up because we do need to say their names because yeah, they're not just nameless people. They're actual human beings. Yeah, but this is... Uh, uh, yeah, Rayshard uh, Brooks. Um, I hmm. do therapy in a parking lot. And I was like, oh, God, does that mean I shouldn't be doing therapy in the park? Like, I don't know. It's like broad daylight. I'm like, should I be worried? Should I not be? Like, what if somebody calls... The cops on me because it's usually it's me and this woman who now lives in the parking lot who are there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I'm okay. doing therapy. She <laughs> seems pretty harmless. Uh-huh. Um, she truly shot up heroin right in front of me as I was like lamenting about something to Mary, and I was like, "Ooh, ah, this feels so insane that I'm like, you know, I had a fight with my roommate, and I'm like, this lady's addicted to opiates. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, she's going through felt- a whole." <laughs> Other thing. <laughs> it felt so wild really, to complain. Really puts things in perspective. It sure does. But she also has a BMW. And I was like, wait, so what? you were doing good at one point. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it doesn't take her. It doesn't take much to make people fall, fall down that hole, honestly. No, it really doesn't. Drugs are like Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> You know, if drugs was looking for a slogan, they should definitely adapt that. <laughs> they Honestly, they should. It is the truth. Once you pop, you cannot stop. You cannot stop. Um, oh, but so, oh, yeah? Hmm? No, you go ahead. I was going to keep talking about the Wendy's shooting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think what Wendy's called the cops or called 911 because he was drunk in the uh, drive-thru line, and they just wanted to make mm. sure he wasn't driving drunk. But, which is like, that's an incident that shouldn't be escalated to a point where someone's taking a gun out. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, if you're just trying to safely make sure this guy doesn't get back on the road, mm-hmm. you just tell him to go park and sleep it off. Or, you know, or you know, make sure he gets home safely. Which, I uh, mean, they tell you, I mean, in, I haven't taken a driver's ed class in a very long time, but in my motorcycle class, They were like, if you are tired, get off the bike and, Mm -hmm. like, lay down, close your eyes, whatever you have to do. Do not operate this tired. It's it's the same thing with a car, I feel like. Don't operate a car if you're impaired. Don't operate a car if you're too tired. I don't think it's wrong that he was sleeping, trying to sleep it off. Yeah. I don't think so either. I, uh, yeah, I feel like we're going to, (laughs) like… We're attacking a lot of topics this <laughs> immediately, well, but we haven't been talking. We about yeah, we've this only really on talked show. with us about it. Yeah, because 
We've been going to protests, and I'm so thankful that you have your man who's up on the social medias. Uh, yeah. Because he's my... the one who's been finding the protests. Yeah, definitely. And, and then you've protests been... have been very cathartic and feels good to scream with other people. Mm-hmm. And you were straight up screaming at the police when we did Hell yeah, it. dude, because it was so <laughs> insane. They're dressed as G.I. Joe and G.I. Joe cosplay. Like, for what? For Like, it was very peaceful there was nobody was doing anything bad. And it's just yeah. so crazy to have the National Guard deployed down the street. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's so yeah. fucking wild. And what yeah. do you mean you're in camouflage in West Hollywood? If you're in camouflage, put on some short shorts and hold like a, a, a cocktail. That's camouflage, baby. <laughs> yeah, you're you're actually sticking out. Your camouflage is not working at all. <laughs> not working. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, it just like made me so, so angry. Um yeah, but it, we, it did feel good. Oh yeah, they. All, I mean, they all feel good. It, all the ones that I've been to have been super peaceful until the cops get there. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, I went on to one protest, and the group we went on to the one one hundred one. We went on to the interstate and stopped traffic. And as far as I could tell, the people in the cars were supportive. I'm sure there mm-hmm. people who weren't, but they're you know they were honking, raising signs, and it was it was mm-hmm. great. It felt awesome. And then the cops came so fast. I, like, mm-hmm. couldn't believe how there were, like, 15 cop cars immediately. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, created this line, and they all had, like, uh, their batons, and some had guns where their fingers were on the trigger. Mm-hmm. And we're all, you know, our hands up. We're saying, hands up, don't shoot. Peaceful protest. We're making it very clear. We're not trying to start some shit. We just want attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just want to be loud. We want you to hear us. We want you to be seen. And uh, and then they're, like, pushing people. And I'm like, you're trying to instigate yes. something. You're trying to start uh-huh. some shit so someone swings at you. Uh-huh. And then you have a reason to start hitting people. Mm-hmm. And no one, thankfully, no one fell for it. And they just, like, let us off the interstate. But I was like, just, we're so close to the exit. Just usher us off the, <laughs> the road. Like, yeah, you're holding like, things honestly, up. Honestly, if a cop was like, we got, we the message received, Please move off the interstate. You guys have taken time. We understand. It is as if police don't seem to understand that you can use your words. You yes. don't have to immediately hit somebody. You don't mm-hmm. have to immediately, you know, use force. Um, I get scared every time I'm pulled over, but I go in the opposite direction of being a scared person. I become <laughs> instantly defiant because I'm like, yeah. I dare you. I dare you to shoot me. And I'll tell you something. If someone got a body cam of all the times I've been pulled over, the judge would go, earned. <laughs> you earned whatever you did to her. She's awful. When we got pulled over in, I think it was Washington. Oh, yes. We rented a, a BMW. Drop then- top convertible. Yes. And you were just zoom, zooming. Zooming. Of course, we got pulled over, and the cop was like, uh, Do you know, or why were you going fast, or something like that? And you were like, I mean, look at this car. (laughs) And he didn't laugh. He did not laugh. No, he sure didn't. He walked back to the car, and you had a head wrap on. And I turned to you and I said, When he comes back, should I tell him that I'm taking you to freedom? And. And you were like, no, Nicole. Also, things you could have said. I didn't realize I was going that fast. I was keeping up with traffic. I'm sorry, officer. And I went, T never occurred to me. 
And then he came back and you were like, I promise I'll never do it again. And I was like, Nicole, that means you admit that you realize you did something wrong. Just say, I don't, I did not know I was speeding and take the ticket and let's go. Yeah. Um, very bad. <laughs> I remember I, I don't think I've told this story on the podcast, but I was smoking a cigarette and I got pulled over and... I threw my cigarette out the window, trying to do it before the cop got to my car. But as he walked up, my cigarette was, like, right there with him. And he was like, what did you just throw out of the car? And I said, uh, a cigarette butt. He goes, why? And I said, because I was done with it. And then he goes, can I see the inside of your car? So I, like, I leaned back. And he's like, so you, do you have an ashtray? And I said, yeah, it's right here. He's like, how come you didn't put it out in your ashtray? And I went, ew, I don't want that in my car. <laughs> And he goes, so why would you want it on on the on the ground? And I was like, oh, I, this is a hard question. I don't know. <clears throat> and then he was like, get out of the car and pick it up. And I said, no, thank you. And he was like, get out of the car and pick it up. I said, I'd rather just take the ticket. And he's like, you don't want the ticket. It's expensive. I said, how much is it? He was like, $500. And I was like, I mean, no, I don't want that. But I don't want to get out of the car. And he was like, why don't you want to get out of the car? And I was like, because you guys kill people. And he was like, excuse me. And I was like, I don't. I'll get it. <laughs> so then I got it. And then he was like, why don't you have, why do you still have dealer tags on your car? Uh, your car was bought a long time ago. And I said, oh, because uh, I don't want a license plate. And he was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. And this is a conversation I've had several times because I refuse to put license plates on my car. Because guess what? That's like work. It's not that much work. <laughs> Honestly, I'll tell you this. I finally put the license plate on my car after my third ticket, and it took <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> yeah, see? Years of harassment where you could have just put it on <laughs> real I was quick. so upset. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. All of my stories where I'm like, tee-hee-hee, I'm a dummy, doesn't negate the fact that we are... Uh, pulled over more often and we get incarcerated more often. It's shitty. I've been lucky. I'm lucky because I think I have a, a round cherub-like face that people are like, I don't know, this this fat-faced dummy, she doesn't deserve anything bad. Uh, yeah, well, no one deserves anything bad. It doesn't matter what your tone is, like what you've yes. been doing. No one deserves to die because they ran away, got a tood, like had an expired license, whatever the, the thing is. Mm -hmm. No one deserves to have a gun pulled out on them in those situations. Yeah. And these cops, they pull out guns quick. I saw a video of so a quick. Hispanic man who was asked. He was in an open carry state. Uh, he had a registered firearm in his trunk. And the cops were like, do you have any weapons on you? And he was like, yes, I have a, I have a gun in the trunk. And he said, it's registered under my name. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. You're going to have to get out of the car. And he's like, why do I have to get out of the car? And they're like, get out of the car. And he was like, can I speak to your... Uh, super superior. And they were like, get out of the car. And he was like, I really want to speak to your superior because it's not that serious. It's registered in my name. I'm allowed to have this. And then this female officer pulled out a gun on him and he was, he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's too much. And like, good on him for fucking keeping a level head. Because if yeah. someone pulled a gun on me, I would freak the fuck out. That shit's scary. That is very scary. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. Um... And that's why I think defunding the police and reallocating those resources to other programs in the in communities can help with that. Like they are the first responders for 
things they don't need to be first responded mm-hmm. for. That they're not qualified to, or trained to actually deal mm-hmm. with. There's actually very few things police are needed for. Yeah, and then people people don't seem to understand that def- they're like, well, if you defend the police, who's going to catch your rapist? And it's like, well, not the police because they do a pretty bad job of that. They haven't been doing that anyway. Yeah, they don't do that. But uh, it's not, there would be no police officers because I like the, it would just be diverting some of the money that they get to other things. Like my sister went to school to become a guidance counselor. She lives in Chicago and... Chicago public schools cannot afford to hire her as a guidance counselor. So it's like we're defunding schools. We've defund health care. Uh, we've like government assistance is getting, you know, de- like it's just like mm-hmm. all these things get defunded and we don't care about those things. But we're giving yeah. like cops get to drive around in Teslas and then they get to bring tanks out when there's protest. That, that is the craziest crazy. thing. Like, what are you what are you getting all this gear for? You think someone's coming to Minnesota to start right? a war? Like, what? Right? Why? That's obviously to corral the citizens. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that. You don't need that for us. Mm-mm. That's what you need if you're going overseas and actually starting a war with another country. Yes. Also, you don't need every state to have that much military no, stuff. It's fucking nuts. And I just get so, con- like, people are like, the looting is terrible. Looting is wrong. And I'm like, yeah, but what gets your attention? Mm-hmm. One, if you fuck up the money, people start listening. Yeah, like uh, what's Rashad? Oh God, his name. Uh, what is it, Rashad? Yeah, Rashad Brooks. Um, like it wasn't getting a lot of media attention. It was like here, and then like nothing really. But then they really started covering it after they burned down the fucking Wendy's. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying people should you know do shit like that. But like you can build that Wendy's. Wendy's, I'm sure that wasn't even a loss. They'll be fine. That's not a loss. They're still making money. And I'm not yeah. saying it's a good thing, but I'm like, these corporations can afford to rebuild. You know who, like, can't afford to rebuild? People who lose a parent or lose a brother or lose a sister or, like, lose a family member. That shit's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. And more cases are being reopened, which is great. Which is wonderful. Um, good. Fucking open them up. I hope. I hope. So many more get opened up and actually resolved because, um, yeah, there's still a lot of murderers just walking the streets. So many murderers just being like, tee, 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 let me get some Starbucks. Uh, mm-hmm. here's like, I don't, I also don't understand why cops can turn off their body cams. Like, that's an insane thing to me. I was the like, so why we got them in the first place, right? And then I was like, why aren't they motion censored or something? Like, if I can look at my phone and open it with my fucking face. How come when a gun is pulled, it doesn't automatically start recording? Or if the volume or your heart rate goes up, it doesn't automatically start recording. And then you can't do anything about it. Like, that's crazy. I don't know. Or maybe the cops shouldn't be in charge of turning them on and off. Maybe just when you put it on, it's on. Yeah. And then it, it goes off when you take it off. Like, you're not allowed to actually turn it on or off. I mean, that would be a step. And then uh, I, like, saw on the news last night, it was just like, uh, California is going to be issuing more body cams for cops. And I was like, "We then where's the money going? If they have billions of fucking dollars, how come all of them don't have fucking body cams? Right. Where's it's it crazy. been going? Yes. <sighs> it's crazy. It's, uh, yeah, I like oscillate between feeling very hopeless and feeling very hopeful. Uh, yeah, things that same. make me hopeful is Ben and Jerry's have long been allies. 
And oh, yeah. they hire ex-convicts because they believe that just because you did something in the past shouldn't prohibit you from having a job. They also pay more than minimum wage. And they have so many resources on their website to help you understand privilege, racism, seg- they have like a whole page on segregation in schools. And I was like, damn, Ben and Jerry's is doing the work. And Ben and Jerry's truly was like, we stand with Black Lives Matter. Uh, Black lives do matter. But then they like, they're one of the, f- the only companies that's a huge company that had the shit to back it up. Like, thank totally. you, Nike. I'm so glad that you care about Black lives. What a treat. You stood by Colin Kaepernick. I love it. But like, what are you doing internally? What are you mm-hmm. What are you doing with like your employees? What have you been doing with uh, the people in charge? Do you have black board of directors at Nike? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I don't even know how to look it up. I guess I could Google.com it, but I don't know. But like, yeah. I wish companies would say, yeah, we have a race problem. Every company that doesn't have a black person, an indigenous person, a person of color on their board of directors, that's a fucking problem. Yeah, that is a problem. But people are actually making moves. And I think... Uh, we're in an unearthing process. Mm-hmm. Like people, it feels like someone just like lifted a trash can and is just like dumping all the shit out. And yeah. uh, I think people are scared. I mean, we were tweet, we were texting this morning because I saw a tweet. You last night you sent me mm-hmm. a tweet about Aunt Jemima, <laughs> and this woman was explaining why the company is mm-hmm. racist, why Aunt Jem- just the name Aunt Jemima is racist, mm-hmm. why the, the image is racist. And then this morning, the company was like, you know what? They're right. So we're going to change the whole damn thing. They're just like, they're going to just revamp their syrup completely. It took hours. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, you could have done this the whole time? The whole time. And it's funny to be like, the whole time you could just be not racist. The whole time. You don't have the to wait time. for someone to call you out. Just, just, just don't do it. it. Just get rid of Aunt Jemima. Like, imagine in 1990 if they were like, we're, we were founded on X, Y, and Z, Aunt Jemima is we presented Aunt Jemima to you because of these reasons. We find this racist, and we as a company are going to get rid of it, as opposed to, like, a bunch of Black people being like, here's why it's racist. I wonder if Uncle yeah. Ben's going to go go away, too. Oh, I don't know. Uncle Ben's probably racist as well. I'm sure there's some sort of story that's like, Uncle Ben was the best slave on the plantation. <laughs> he always made the rice extra crisp or whatever. I don't know. Nobody eats crispy <laughs> rice, you freak. <laughs> Ew. No, Uncle Ben would have to, he'd have to go back outside. That's not good. (laughs) We made a mistake. Go back to the field. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember when they revamped the Aunt Jemima bottle because it wasn't the curvy woman with with an apron. They they made the bottle just like a regular bottle. You're confusing your racist uh, syrups. That's um, uh, Mrs. Buttersworth. Mrs. Buttersworth. She's... uh, Married to they Frangelico, all look the same to me. which is a, a bottle of liquor shaped like a man. In my brain, what? they're married. <laughs> Who is this? Frangelico. I do not know what this is. Hold on. I'm going to show you Frangelico. Frangelico? That, yeah. that doesn't even sound like a thing. I think it is. Frangelico. It's liquor? Yes. Hold on. I'm finding it. <laughs> so he, I guess he's more like a, 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 like a monk. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> but in my world, he's married to Aunt Jemima, <laughs> or no, not Aunt Jemima, Mrs. Mrs. Buttersworth. <laughs> yeah, and then those two uh, people-shaped bottles—they fuck at night when everyone's sleeping. Oh my god! Mm-hmm, mm, I don't make the rules up. <laughs> Sorry. Well, what were no, you the update. 
the update. So I guess it wasn't the curvature of the bottle, but they did take her scarf away oh. in the picture. Does she have natural her. hair? What kind of hair she got? I think it's still permed. I think it's like a curled, like, mm. aunt, auntie haircut. I mm-hmm. think I have aunts that literally have the haircut. But, uh, yeah, before it was, like, very very much a working, working woman's scarf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I often think about, like, slave times, especially since often. I read this book. Well, I read this book, Kindred. Started yeah. it a while ago. Just finished it recently. And it's about a woman in, like, the 80s who gets sent back to slave time. And I was like, man, she did good. I'd be such a bad slave. They'd be like, hmm. we have to send her away. We ha- I don't think anyone would keep me. Or they would kill me. They'd be like, mm-hmm. she, man, she's funny. She doesn't do anything. She got to go. <laughs> Useless. Do you well, think I mean, you'd be a, a good slave? What a terrible question. Um, you wouldn't. I don't even yeah. know why you're thinking <laughs> about it. You absolutely wouldn't. I yeah, I actually started before we even started recording, I told a story about how I was just <laughs> had anger issues. But yeah, yeah, yeah I guess I, I I'd be terrible. I don't know. Yeah, I w- I wouldn't really be good. Which is that's the correct answer and that's the that's a great trait to have. <laughs> oh my god, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna put on all my dating profiles. Would be a bad slave. <laughs> A little bit about me. I'd be a bad slave. Mm, I'm a bad slave. <laughs> I'm not your regular kind of girl that would be like a good slave. No. I'd be one of the yeah. bad ones. I'm a bad slave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow by the rules. Yeah, I'm a slave of my own accord. <laughs> I, there was, so I, to, I twerked very badly in front of the National Guard at one of the protests we went to. <laughs> I thought you did great. Thank you. Well, I posted on Instagram, and then, like, a couple people were like, so glad you could find uh, the humor in all this. And I was like, honestly, me too. Like, I'm really glad that I laughed really hard for the first time in a week. Like, I'm really glad. But then I was like, that's what we do. Like, shit has been bad for a very long time, but we still make art, we still create, and we're still fucking funny. This is also just, like, a really hard time. Like... It's just a lot to keep seeing mm-hmm. images of black bodies being killed. And and then we have to just live, you know? And then we just have to, like, live our lives and keep existing. And that's really hard. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to, like, ignore what's happening. We're definitely not ignoring what's happening. Mm-hmm. We also don't want to be consumed by the pain because yes. it, it will really weigh you down in, until you can't do anything. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, sometimes we need to laugh. Sometimes we need to cry. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we need to talk about it. Sometimes we don't fucking want to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just been a, a, it's been a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of feelings <laughs> over yeah. the weeks. And if you are a white friend listening, um, and you feel uncomfortable about all this talk, well, fuck it so sorry (laughs) imagine how we fucking feel like we feel like it feels shitty it felt shitty when like people i hadn't talked to since like high school were like how are you i'm like bad you can just assume every black person you've ever met truly isn't feeling great uh you know um that was just that was like so weird because i guess this happened before like where black people were getting slain and then i get a text from friends being like you know, so sorry. Which is also weird because, like, 
it's not, <laughs> it shouldn't just be us. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. just us feeling bad. Everyone should feel, this is a human life. It's yes. not like just because a black person's dead, you got to reach out to your black friend and be like, I hope <laughs> you're okay. I don't do that whenever a white person dies. Like, I don't <laughs> reach yeah, out every to- every time a lady named Amy goes for a jog and gets captured, <laughs> I don't text all my white friends and go, are you feeling okay? Are you okay? You going to go jogging <laughs> yeah. tonight? Yeah. And then I think there's just like, I mean, I posted about this on, on Instagram, but like, it wasn't just the, how are you doing questions that were overwhelming. It was also- mm-hmm. What can I do? Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's just too much emotional labor for us right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to think about what assignments to give you as a white ally to make things better and to make yourself feel good. Like, look it up. The internet's free. Like, there's so mm-hmm. much information. You'd have to be stupid not to see all the information that's out there. Everyone's posting things. There's literally mm-hmm. articles that are listing here are places to donate to. Mm-hmm. Here are organizations that will teach you more information about your privilege. Here are mm-hmm. books you can read. Here are podcasts you can listen to. Here are songs mm-hmm. you can listen like, to. There's so much information. You don't have there's to ask your friend. <laughs> so much. But also, I like do, uh, sometimes I'll just do the work because I fear that yeah. people won't. So if you're a nice white friend, White Fragility is a great book to start with. Um, Jane Elliott did this experiment. It's a very famous experiment called uh, Brown Eyes, Green Eyes. Um, She did it on Oprah. You can search it on YouTube. It's really eye-opening. And you see a lot of white people realize things in real time, which is kind of cool. There's also children's books if you have kids. I don't know any names of ones, but there's a lot out there that help with explaining racism. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sesame Street did a really great... Uh, special, like a town hall type thing where they're like explaining the protests and whatnot. And I saw this tweet of this man being like, good morning to everyone but Sesame Street. <laughs> oh, he was like, no. two-year-olds shouldn't have to be subjected to this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but why not? Like, I got told very early that my mom prayed that my skin was the same as my sister's so we wouldn't be treated differently, that I'd be treated differently by my classmates that I'm inherently different and need to be careful when I'm doing some things. I had to learn very early, so why shouldn't a white kid be aware? Yeah. Kids of color get taught very early how the world could potentially treat them. So white kids should also be taught this is how you treat people. Or, like, mm-hmm. this is – just be aware. Like, why Why not? They're, they are – they get older. It doesn't take them very long to start seeing differences in people. Mm-hmm. And you can teach them that those differences don't really either do mean something in some regards and don't mean something in other regards. Mm-hmm. Like, can I say something? Uh-huh. Okay. I've never been able to articulate this, but people keep telling me that their kids like my skin, and I think that's weird. <laughs> They're like, my child loves you so much. They think you're so funny, and I ask them what they like best about you, and they're like, She's beautiful, and I love her skin. And I'm like, what is, what, but then I'm like, what are the parents saying in this house that a child is like, I'm going to talk about her skin color? Hmm. Maybe it's that they haven't seen anyone with skin color like yours. Oh, maybe. And they're like, it's different, and I haven't seen that, and that's interesting to me. Maybe. Maybe. It made me feel weird, and I didn't know how to... I was like, how do I unpack this? Hmm. I like her skin. 
I once know. I was nannying, or maybe it was babysitting. I think this was in high school. I don't remember. But the, yes, it was high school because it was a little uh, English boy with a lisp who called me Toe because he couldn't figure out how to say Nico. But he was like, Toe. He like stroked my arm. He was like, you're black. And I was like, yeah. Uh, and you're white. Is the, the, I'm chill with it. Are you chill with it? And he was like, oh, I think so. And I was like, okay. And I was like, well, we're all different. There's different people in the world. I was also 16. So like, I was like, I didn't know it was going to be my job to teach this kid about race. And I can't remember what else I said. But then his um, the next time I came over, because he went to sleep before his parents came home. The next time I came over, uh, he just announced to his mother. He was like, McToe's black. <laughs> And I was like, yes. And she was like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, McToll's black. And she's like, we'll see you in three hours. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it was very strange. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I, there's definitely nothing wrong with them just noticing mm-hmm. a difference. Is when someone adds con like like more to it. Like if they're like. Oh, my dad always gets angry when he's referencing black people. Mm. They're going to adapt that feeling. Mm-hmm. Or like, my mom always gets really scared when we see people that look like that. And then they're going to be like, I guess they're scary. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they can pick up very quickly on how you how you relate to other people. Mm-hmm. And then even if you're not saying with your mouth, black people are scary, black people are bad, black people are criminals or whatever, they can definitely tell. <laughs> If I'm not laughing at what you're saying. I just remember the chant I tried to start at the mark. <laughs> <laughs> we're big. <laughs> we're black. We're scary. <laughs> and you wouldn't let me say it. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't. You're like, you, you didn't even whisper it either. You're like, I want to start a chant. We're big. We're black. <laughs> we're scary. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely not. This is not. No one's trying to joke around like that right now. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's probably in my best interest that I didn't start that mm-hmm. chant. <laughs> mm-hmm. For oh, sure. Oh, boy. I wish I had, though. Um, <laughs> but then you did start a chant. I did. I don't remember what said, it was. It's a lot of things black in my lives, heart. Black lives fucking matter. Because they fucking do. Um, there was this thread on inst- Twitter. <laughs> and... <laughs> It took me a minute <laughs> to get there. <laughs> but uh, it was this face, it was a Facebook post where it was like looking for black editors. And a bunch of like white people were like, what if I said looking for white editors? And I was like, I don't understand how you don't understand. Just saying looking for editors inherently means you are looking for white editors. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. if that's the standard. How do you deviate from the standard without saying what you're actually looking for? And then I was like, they're probably looking for a black editor because we're more than equipped to do a lot of things. We're just not given the opportunity. Like, Beyonce is a great example of it. Her Vogue cover was shot by a 23-year-old photographer who I don't think had a job, like, as a high-profile job as that before. The pictures Mm -hmm. are fucking stunning. Like, he did an incredible job. So it's like, had she not, had she just gone with a white person or someone that Vogue had suggested, we probably wouldn't have gotten anything as iconic as, you know, totally. what they created together. Yeah. I, um, yeah, it's just like really like, a, uh, whoa, God. I had a black director on Loosely Exactly Nicole, like for the life of me. I can't remember her name. I'm 
terrible with fucking Sam? names. Yes, fucking Sam. Jesus Christ. Sam was great. Sam hadn't directed anything but a web series before. And everyone in the room was like, but how do we know she can do this? And I was like, how do you know any director can do this? I've worked with a lot of, you know, male directors who happen to be white, who have a long list of credits, who are very bad directors. And yeah, then, but they keep getting passed on. Yeah. And Sam, had, Sam Bailey, that is her name. And Sam had done the web series and she had done a lot in a, in a small amount of time and it looked good. And I was like, I'm for me, I was like, I like that she's young. I like that she's black and she's a woman. Uh, and look what she did with a little amount of time. Imagine what she could do with a budget. Uh, mm-hmm. Dime Davis is another. I don't know if Dime had done much before uh, Black Lady Sketch Show, but she was one of the most incredible directors I've worked with because we would get performance notes and then she was just, like, really good at shooting what she needed. So, like, when I watched yeah. things back, I was like, oh, we used every shot that we shot. Because a lot of times you, you, you'll you shoot stuff and you're like, we're never going to use this in the edit. And you see the edit mm. and you're like, I was fully right. We didn't fucking use it. But, like, all the black women I've worked with have just been efficient because we have to be better than everybody else in order to get the job. But then nobody wants to give you the fucking job. Like, I yeah. argued with them to give her. I was like, just give it to her. And they were yeah. like, maybe she should shadow. And I think maybe she did a couple days of shadowing, but I was like, she doesn't need to. Yeah. She knows how to do it. Like, it's, ugh, I get very, very annoyed. Yeah. I mean, when I was looking for best friends, I put out an ad that spe- specified black best friend. Mm-hmm. And then you showed up. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't specify, mm-hmm. a bunch of white people would have showed up. Mm-hmm. And... You know, they might not be qualified for the job. Yeah, but it turns out I'm deeply unqualified, but thriving <laughs> in the position. <laughs> I picked this year. So I got a Jeep Wrangler. Turns out you can buy a car with a suspended license. And <laughs> we've all been wondering. <laughs> the whole time I was like preparing to be surprised when they were like, oh, just so you know your license is suspended. I was going to be like, what? No. Who, who told you? How? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just like rehearsing in my head. But turns out <laughs> they couldn't find out. <laughs> but I <laughs> picked you up. We drove aimlessly, picked a destination. It was too far away. So then I just <laughs> took you back home. And then as I was leaving, I was screaming something at you. I don't remember what. Um, and then your neighbor I was think like, you're just like, I think you're like, you're my best friend. I love you. Or something like that. <laughs> your neighbor was like taking out his trash, staring at me. And then I was like, hello to you too, sir. And then I gave him the peace sign and then cackled as I drove away. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this, this man was like, I just saw a fever dream. Of a woman. <laughs> we also like a leopard print mask, your hair up in a bun. <laughs> Blessing Wearing, Megan the Stallion. <laughs> yep. And then I had uh, my little Fuchis, my faux Gucci sunglasses with the diamonds on them. <laughs> oh, I was doing a lot yesterday. <laughs> but I really love my Jeep Wrangler. What a fun treat. It's it feels fun. weird to not have my little car. Yeah, this is a like sizable. <laughs> Upgrade. Yes, it's much bigger it's than your huge. other car. <laughs> it is so far off the ground. It is. I truly I, crawl into it every day. <laughs> yeah, I had to hop it's, up 
which is so the opposite of what I would do before, where I would like have to mm-hmm. crawl on the floor to crawl under your car. Uh-huh. Yep. Now you gotta climb a ladder to get in my car. Uh, but I really love her. She's really fun. Yeah, I like her too. I think her name is Diamond. <laughs> Diamond's great. Or Crystal. I'm like Diamond or Crystal. Or like what about Tina? Tina. Hmm. Tina. Tina seems too safe. I want like a slutty name. Not that you Diamond want a gemstone. Or, yeah. Or like Amethyst. Hmm. <laughs> Jade. Jade. Hmm. Rose quartz. Rose quartz. No, I'm not naming my car Rose quartz. Come on, everyone. Everyone get in Rose quartz. <laughs> Cubic zucchini. How do you say it? Cubic zucchini. 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 Wait, what was I going to say to you? Dang. Come on. Dang. Wait, is this head wrap the same one you were wearing yesterday? Yeah, it's honestly the same scarf I wear every day. I just <laughs> put it backwards. I just did it differently. It's so deceitful because <laughs> I thought you had a big braided Braid? ponytail going on. And I Can said, we also ooh, thought that? Ooh. Huh? I also Can we also that. thought that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fully was like... You came out of your house, and I was like, I think that's my friend. I was like, my friend has hair? My friend's never had hair. My friend has hair? I don't know. These kids aren't saying hello to you her. Also- I think they're her neighbors. I don't know. I don't know. And then you, like, got you to the car. You also screamed like, that her. from down the street. You're like, is that hair? And I was like, no. It's a scarf. What? Is it hair? No. This is why people don't like when black people move to the neighborhood. You moved in, and then I immediately come following screaming. <laughs> it was a nice, quiet neighborhood till that black woman and her nice man moved in. And now this woman in this Jeep keeps coming by in a mask, just screaming. Yeah, I haven't done anything to my hair in maybe a month. It's it's bad under here. So Let's I'm just see like it. new scarf styles. Girl, no. Come on. It remember what it looked like a month ago? It still looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fuzzier and dirtier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't uh really done anything. I just like rebraided it and was like, I'm I don't have like what who am I doing my hair for? For me? I know. I don't fucking I care about me like that. <laughs> I need to like look in the mirror and see something good. Get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, I'll do it one day. I just don't want to. It's okay. I believe in you. Hey, thanks. I ooh, oh my god! I had my first like outdoor activity kind of thing. Oh, I went to whoa, a voiceover whoa. session. Okay, so you went outside for a little bit and then went back inside. <laughs> yes. I guess I didn't explain that well. Like a work <laughs> thing where I left my house. Okay, got it. And it was like eerie because the studio was fully like there was one person working, one sound person, one engineer. Or yeah. I guess that's the same thing. I don't know. There was two people in the booth. Everyone was via a phone. Um, and it was just, it was very strange because usually like voiceover studios are like bustling and there's people everywhere. And then the lady was like, do you want a snack? And I was like, 
course I fucking want a snack. But those snacks are in a bowl and I don't know who prepared them and may have walked past them and maybe sneezed on them. And if I get corona from eating a fucking pistachio, I will shoot myself. (laughs) So I didn't eat anything. Yeah. But apparently it's not left on services anymore. Or like as far as they they were like, it's not like going to stay on a desk for Mm -hmm. hours like we thought before. Oh. But you can still get it in the air from someone's mouth. I read an article. And, and touching. I read, what? And touching, like touching mm. a person. I saw a headline. I didn't read the article. I don't know why I'm trying to lie to you. But it said that you might be able to get corona from toilet plumes. Like someone with corona, I guess, pees or takes a dumpy dump. And then you flush. And if you don't close the lid, the corona can escape. So there's like corona in excrement? I guess so. Well, they found corona in semen because, you know, we got to test oh, men's right. fucking jizz. That's important. I don't know nobody who's, who loves jizz. Nobody loves jizz. You don't love jizz? No. Why are they testing jizz? Nobody likes jizz. Name, who likes, do you like jizz? No. Jordan, do you like jizz? I'm not fond of it. Kimmy, how's your jizz? Do you like jizz? Ambivalent. <laughs> what if Kimmy was like, I love it. I fucking love it. I'll guzzle it every day. She's like, I put jizz in my coffee instead of creamer. <laughs> I use it as skin moisturizer. <laughs> I use it as shaving cream. <laughs> Hair conditioner. You name it. I love jizz. <laughs> Ugh, this is so gross to me. <laughs> yeah, yes. But I can't wait to meet that special somebody who's just, I don't mind. And that's that's the goal, really, just to be with someone who's just, you don't mind. <laughs> I'm going to say it in our vows. Uh, <laughs> wait, what are vows? Vows are like promises where you're like, I promise to like love you and stuff, even if you die and shit. What is, what? I think it can be... <laughs> I think it could be different things. I think it can be promises or like even like a recap of your relationship or mm. a story, a poem, a song. I think mm. you can make it whatever you want. I don't think there's rules. If you were to get married, what would your vows look like? Would they be like a poem? Would you do a poem? Would you do some like spoken word stomp poetry? <laughs> when I met you, I looked in your eyes and then I realized, oh no, a surprise. My love from above <laughs> and a dove. <laughs> honestly, with a glove. <laughs> honestly, if you get married and I'm invited and you don't do that, I will lose my mind. I'll object. I will, I will object. <laughs> and they're like, does anyone have any objections? I'll be like, I do. She didn't do the poem she improvised four years ago on our <laughs> podcast. Also, I can't believe you said, if I'm invited. I don't know. We might have a falling out in 2023. What? Why did you say that? <laughs> Maybe in 2023 something happens. What? Maybe in I 2023 we get real mad at each other. We don't talk no more. <laughs> what? Why 2023? You anticipate something happening in three years? I don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe after... Uh, the, the race war, we have a real falling out. <laughs> I 
can't we can't agree on <laughs> on which race is the yeah. best. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, we get into a real big argument. <laughs> we argue about which race is the best. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe you would get eloped, eloped without me. Maybe you would get eloped. Maybe you would have an eloped. <laughs> Maybe mm, a runaway elopement. I don't know how to say this. You would Maybe get I would elope. Maybe you would elope. Okay. And not right. invite me. I see. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, that, would, that would hurt my feelings, and that would probably lead to our friendship demise in 2023 when you Damn. get married by eloping and you don't invite me. So saying it right. So wait. So the future. (laughs) So wait. The me eloping eventually would lead to the falling out and why you didn't show up to the wedding. So we okay. So the race war happens, and (laughs) we have like a disagreement over who the superior race is. So like this is just an underlying thing that we have, and Uh, then you went and you you went you got eloped, and you didn't invite me because that's not like an elopement. And then yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. So, like, we can't agree on who the superior race is and you got married without me? I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm in this to win it. And then mm-hmm. uh, we'll make up by tw- the end of 2023. Oh, okay. So not and that then, long. Yeah. And then 2024, we're back. We're back going. And we're going to restart <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll take a, a nice trip to the moon to really solidify our friendship again because by that time there's going to be a resort on the moon and all this is in four years by the way that's not (laughs) that far (laughs) 2024 we're going to take a trip to the moon baby I'm real excited about it it's going to be a real treat (laughs) me too this sounds great and then right when we get back from the moon the zombie apocalypse will happen and you made a choice to stay with me and I'll just have to remind you of that so we don't get back into that. Yes, I made a choice to stay with you. The future I'm talking about doesn't seem bright or fun. (laughs) I mean, the present isn't bright or fun Mm, right now either. But I have a Jeep. And that's great. (laughs) That's fun for me. I like it so big. I feel so fun in it. And I feel like everyone looks at me going, look at that fun girl. You look fun in it. Thank you. Yeah. I climbed in the back seat today to see what my passengers would feel like. And I think it's it's okay. (laughs) I think it's okay. Great. Just okay? Yeah, I think it's good. It's better than my uh, other car. Yeah, that was a scrunch. It was a bad back seat, man. But you also didn't want to have, have, like, many passengers in your car anyway. No, I'm not an Uber. I'm not trying to bring nobody places. Mm-hmm. Figure out your own shit. I got Subaru. Everybody can come. Truly. <laughs> Which is funny because I don't want everyone to come. <laughs> it is funny that you bought a car that's, like, roomy for people, but you're like, I've never wanted to be near a person not one time in my life. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Um, I also tweeted today, or no, it was pretty last night that I was a vegan, even though I still eat Kraft Ranch and um, eggs. And then a mm-hmm. bunch of people were like, you are not a vegan. So then I kept responding to them in all caps, I am a vegan. <laughs> and I had a really great time. <laughs> I am a vegan. <laughs> and like I was I said. also like, I know I'm not a vegan. Like, 
It's funny. It's just funny that I, I just, I, it sounds better than vegetarian. It does. Sounds like you're like really taking things seriously. Yeah. So that's why I like to say it. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm technically a vegetarian because I definitely eat eggs and. You're uh, a pescatarian. Cheese. You eat fish too. I've stopped. I've stopped. When's the last fish you weeks. had? Like two weeks ago. Hmm. I had calamari and you yelled at me and now I don't do it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And then my man had salmon at a restaurant. We all went to a restaurant after a protest and my man had like a salmon salad. And and Nicole, you looked at me and you're like, did you know he's he's salmon? He can't. And I was like, it's okay. We said we can eat fish. He just like straight up. Sold him out so quickly. Oh, all the time. All the time. I love calling people out for nothing. <laughs> for like truly just like literally nothing. And then after that protest, we walked for so long. And you were not happy. <laughs> no, I was really upset. I just felt like everyone was lying to me. And, and Well, that's why I said what I said. What would you say? I, when we got to our friend's house. Um, she was like, I'm actually tired. You guys can't come over. And I was like, I can give you a ride home, but it's a very long walk if you want to call an Uber from here. And then I think you thought I was attacking you by suggesting you take Because that's not Uber. the way you said it. That's not the way you said it. You said, oh, well, you can get an Uber, bye. And then you waved your hand in my face. That's not the same as, oh, it's a really long way. If you want to get an Uber, perchance, I'll wait for you and that'll be great. That's like so not what happened. <laughs> so here, here's my exact words. You guys, I can give you a ride if you like, but truly it is a journey, a long journey, a miles long journey, about a half hour journey. And if you would like to get yourself in a oobs or a lifty poo, you guys can do that now if you want. But I'm just going to go scoot-a-doo, bye. No, you're absolutely right. I said it in a very uh, uh, rude way. (laughs) To the point where our friend was like, whoa. (laughs) And then I was like, yikes. And then you were like, what? And then you just started walking, and I was like, I guess we're just following. I didn't and then my just man, start walking. I did clarify that I was like, well, it's a while away. I just want you to know you can get an Uber now. I just, it was, I think I was tired. We were out in the sun, and I did not articulate anything well. We were all tired, and I also could have gotten an Uber, but we were already walking, <laughs> and my man loves walking and not having an opinion either way. So that's what we were doing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we took 18,000 steps that day. It was, we marched twice. We did the whole protest and then walked the whole length of uh-huh. it back. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because it didn't occur to me that I should have parked in the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, just walked, like, the 15, 20 minutes to the park. Instead, I parked so close to Pampas Pacific, And I was like, ding, 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 this bitch got a good spot. And then I was like, oh, shit. Now I gotta fucking walk all the way back. Oh, well. Oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. There was a protest in Silver Lake after I finally got to pick up my ADD medicine, and everyone had signs and stuff. They were, like, hanging out of their cars with signs, and I was like, I don't have I don't have a sign. I guess I don't, you gotta get a car sign. I think I need Just to get a car, car sign. I have yeah. a car mask, so now I need a car sign. This yeah. is 2020. My God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta be prepared. You gotta have your protest sign, your mask, some antibacterial stuff. Uh-huh. But I maintain October, y'all. This shit's all going to turn around. October's Although we were supposed to see My Chemical Romance in October. And I they know. postponed it till 
October of 2021. Because that was October. the one thing I was looking forward to this year. <laughs> I mean, I'm also pretty bummed. And then the email you sent me, you're like, should we still do it? And I was like, should we still do it? We have to go see My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not okay. <laughs> Whoa, that's like actually the anthem of this year. I'm kind not okay. Of- <laughs> I love My Chemical Romance. Same. <sighs> yeah. Should we? Oh, shit. We're, We've been we're running long. Been yeah. Really just talking, talking, talking. We really we caught up, like, or? we don't speak to each other every single day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we were truly texting all night last night. Mm-hmm. And I saw you yesterday. Oh, yeah. Fuck, man. This is weird. I truly today was like, oh, I haven't seen Sashir in a minute. But Are I you saw crazy? you literally <laughs> yesterday. What? You, yeah. Did you say, am I crazy? Yeah. Yes. Well, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I guess we answer a question. You guys, we answer a question. Can we? Do, do we have time, or should we just wrap it up? I want one question. We could do a Let's question. Let's do one. Jordan, question. I want one. I want one. Let's do one question. Let's do one question. This is your show. Whatever you want. Do you want a chicken question? <laughs> oh my god! If there's a chicken-specific <laughs> question, please. Would we won't have it. any answers. We won't know anything about it. But. I sent Sashir an article about how a woman. She bought eggs from the grocery store, and they hatched into chickens. So it's a thing. It's a thing. My sister just got chicks. So I don't know what's happening in the world, but it's all around chickens and chicks. And Well, I think everyone is, like, bracing themselves for the race war (laughs) and getting victory gardens and shit. Getting little chickens and planting shit. They started a garden, too. You're right. Yeah. I have started a garden. I don't think it's all for the race war. (laughs) For the race war, man. (laughs) And I'm telling you, the the race war is going to be just like Family Feud, just a little bit more violent. (laughs) I think people just want to be more self-sustained because we're at our Race war is coming, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fully kidding. I hope nobody listening to this thinks I'm serious. Mm. I don't (laughs) think a race war is coming. I do think um, we might actually (laughs) dismantle the patriarchy in my lifetime. That'd be fucking sweet. Which I think is good because anytime I've talked to my aunts about like segregation and like racism and stuff, they've never seemed hopeful or uh, happy. It's usually like a real grim conversation because I think so little has happened since, you know, the Civil Rights Act. I love that Michael Che joke where it's like gay people, they want equality. We just mm-hmm. want civil rights. We just want you to be nice to us. Just be civil. <laughs> Which is That's the, the bare, bare minimum. minimum. <laughs> just be civil to us. Yeah, Don't, man. But then people are like, no. 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 Okay, let's get a question. Give me on the keys. Let's get a question. Hi, it's the Sharon Nicole. My name is, let's just call me Samuel Jackson. And I know, um, love you guys. First off, let's start there. I just started getting into your podcast and I've heard in a couple separate instances that you guys have both said that if you are having a problem with a friend and it's politically to just, you know, agree to disagree. So my question is to you now as a black woman asking two black women with the current Black Lives Matter and just the current movement and, uh, 
the way of the world right now, do you still think that that applies to a friendship? Because I had a friendship of four years with a white woman, and I already knew that our politics were kind of different, but when everything started happening and she didn't reach out and she didn't say anything, I took that as she didn't care, and she knows how I feel about things because I'm very vocal. And so I just completely cut her off. My question is, do you think I was wrong? Do you think I should have tried to sit down and talk to her, even though I feel like I've made it very clear that that's how I felt? I don't know. Let me know. Hmm. I mean, I've had mixed responses from myself with people reaching out, Mm -hmm. and I've also had mixed versions of people reaching out. So it is possible your friend was is aware of what's going on and actually didn't know what to say. There's, I mean, like, I think it's possible this person was like, I don't know. I don't have enough tools to actually talk mm-hmm. about race with my friend and I don't know how, which sucks because it's like, then then just talk. Then just like talk and fig- you can figure it out. But I've also had it where people reach out too much or reach out with so much care and concern that I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I haven't talked to you in four years and you think I need to talk, tell you how I feel right now in this state? You're the last person I want to talk to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess it depends on how close you are. Mm-hmm. And if it's like you, you expected this person to reach out, that sucks that they didn't. Um, what do you think? Um, all of my dearest white friends, like the people I hold near and dear, reached out. And yeah. I appreciated them reaching out because most of them waited a week or two after, like, the real boiling point of stuff had happened. And it mm-hmm. gave me a chance to... I was a little bit in a better place to even respond to people. Yeah. Um So, like, I appreciated that because it felt like... um it felt like they were being thoughtful about my well-being. And then there was yeah. a lot of people who reached out like almost immediately who I felt was a little disingenuous and I didn't love. But like those people I truly just didn't respond to or responded to like them later or whatever. Um, I would say if your dear friend, like if this person is a dear, dear friend and they didn't reach out, I would maybe bring up how like how you felt during the time being like, I felt really um, uh, emotionally unstable. I felt really sad at times and I felt depressed. And then if your friend, that might give your friend an opportunity to say, I was thinking of reaching out, but I didn't know if it was appropriate because that could have been what your friend was going through. Or your friend can go, I don't know why you felt that way. Who fucking cares? Black lives don't matter. Hail Hitler. Wait, no. Hail (laughs) Hail Hitler. (laughs) It's definitely Heil Hitler. (laughs) How embarrassing. No, this is good. No, it's not embarrassing that I didn't (laughs) say that right. But anyway. Yeah, it's actually um, good. (laughs) It's good that you didn't know. (laughs) If you explain how you're feeling, it's a good barometer to to see where they are. And then if there was like, if I had a friend who was like, I don't believe in Black Lives Matter, all lives matter, I would probably be like, oh, I mean, we can can function on a real... uh, work level but like we you're we're not chill like we're not like i don't consider you a friend if you don't think my yeah. life matters because black lives matter doesn't mean all lives don't matter 
because that's what it would, it would say. Like, if, if we meant that, it would go, Black Lives Matter. Everyone else is dog shit. That's what we would mm-hmm. say. That's what the whole thing would say. Yeah. Yes. Which is a long hashtag. But Too long, would, if, if you that's will. what we meant, that's what we would say. But, you know, <laughs> I think it's like, uh, that's the only way I would, like, cut somebody out of my life. If they were like, I don't believe in Black Lives Matter. I think police are great. Uh, everyone who's been murdered deserves to die. I'd be like, okay, well, we don't need this. But, like, I don't have those people in my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, same. And I would hope that her friend does care about her Black life and mm-hmm. Black lives in general if if they're friends, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, she, I would hope that this person does consider her place in the country and how, and how how the events that have been happening have been relating to her. And yeah, it, for some people, it's extremely awkward to talk about if they've never talked about mm-hmm. it before. Uh, and it's not even the person who called in. It's not even their responsibility to get this person to start talking about this stuff. No. But if if she does feel hurt by her friend not reaching mm-hmm. out, you can say that. Because even if it was something else completely different, even if it wasn't what's been going on for the past few weeks, if it was, like, yeah. her birthday or, like, or like her, her a parent dying or something. a can of tomato soup at her and she had a bump <laughs> on her head and she posted about it and her friend didn't reach out, like, I'd be like, why didn't you reach out? You knew I got hit yeah. with a can of soup. Yeah, you can... <laughs> You know, I, I was the victim of a drive-by souping. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's rare. So you definitely should have reached out. Not everyone's getting souped every day. <laughs> I'm truly crying thinking about a drive-by souping. <laughs> and honestly maybe that's how we reform the police we just take away their guns we give them all cans of soup (laughs) and tell them y'all figure it out imagine you call the cops to your house and they kick in the door and start throwing soup at you You can definitely ask your friend about mm-hmm. uh, why why they didn't reach out, or or just talk about it in general. You can you can bring up how you feel in general, like as if you were just talking to a friend, and then mm-hmm. hopefully she can be receptive and actually say how she feels and actually have a conversation about it. Because you don't want to have a friend you can't you don't feel comfortable talking about stuff with, or that they don't feel comfortable talking about mm-hmm. stuff with you. Yeah, regardless that's, of what that's not a friendship. Is. That's pretty one sided if you can't talk to them. 
Yeah. And this is, this is who you are. This is part of your identity. You're a black mm-hmm. person in America. So mm-hmm. you, you will talk about this stuff. And or a different country because we're international, baby. Oh, yeah. We actually don't know. We don't know and where you at. There's crime everywhere. <laughs> Police are killing people everywhere. Yeah, it's not just here. It's everywhere. <laughs> All right. Cool. So if you want to um, ask us a question mm-hmm. um, or uh, give us a, a nice shout out or compliment mm-hmm. or whatever, you can email us at Nicole and Sashir at gmail.com. Or call us at 424-645-7003. And if you're into enamel pins or, like, T-shirts or just uh, merch in general, you can get our merch at podswag.com slash bestfriends. And then you can check out a bonus series. There's a and a bonus oh, series oh, no. on Stitcher <laughs> Premium. And a bonus series on Stitcher <laughs> Premium. Best friends, friends. You gotta check it out. <laughs> Wow, great. I think you did a great job. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, bye-bye, Nicole. Bye. Bye, (laughs) Sashir. Bye. (laughs)